<laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> I thought it was like a fucking, like a decal. Nope. Like a sticker. Like the fucking, like, little ones that came with my MacBook when I got it. I thought that shit was, was this. No, it was, it's like metal, right? Oh, oh, yeah. oh, okay. But even then, it's like, how much? Okay, guys, welcome to the Double D experience. Uh, David is about to have a fucking aneurysm because uh, we just looked up how much just a badge, the badge of a Bugatti is. OEM and everything. David, please present the price of such badge to the public. The first one that came up was $360. <laughs> and that's like the cheap, that's like one of the cheapest ones. What the f- Here, this one's an emblem, it's 1600 Oh my gosh! All so you can... to pretend you have a Bugatti? <laughs> you can slap it on your Honda Civic and say, like, hey, yo guys, check out my Bugatti. <laughs> Look, I went around a Smash tournament like two weeks ago asking like all my friends like, hey man, what, what color is your Bugatti? <laughs> and if they told me they didn't have a Bugatti, I had to be like, you are not the top G. <laughs> and then if they told me just like, Oh, which one? Like the chrome, the chrome, my chrome ones are like yeah, the, the metallic finish. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and I'm like, are you saying you have multiple Bugattis? And he's like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> and then I just went to everybody in the room and I'm like, stop. He is the top G. He is the top G. Just going around making fun of Andrew Tate as he fucking deserves to be made fun of. But holy fuck, how down horrendous do you have to be? Let me see. Okay, so Bugatti's emblem, as you said. Was sixteen hundred, right? Yes, sir. Do you want to know how much Lambo's badge is? How much is the Lambo badge, Dennis? Okay, hold up. I'm on eBay. You and I were both having a shit day. Yeah, no, now, now it's kind of turned around a bit. Y'all don't even know. Like we were venting. I was about to have an aneurysm before. We were both like before we even hit record. We were talking mm. about personal shit. Like we're fine. Don't worry. But just stuff we didn't want to say on the fucking show. Yeah, yeah. And we, now we, we're, we're talking sulking. about. We were sulking a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah, but we have to record at 5 o'clock. The sun is out, which is our mortal enemy, <laughs> as we all know. It, going back to the badge. Yeah, what, what how it much? It is somehow, I mean, well, Bugatti is above a fucking Lambo, just because, like, you know, anyone kind of knows how much a Bugatti is. I would imagine. But, um, Lambo badge uh, is $99.99. Get the fuck out of here. Which, though, which... Considering it is like Lambo and Bugatti are the brands that they are, I kind of get why, like you know, they would charge that much for just the badge. But <laughs> is their demographic only like you know people with daddy's trust fund money? Like, like is that their only <laughs> fucking market? <laughs> Probably, honestly. Oh. I mean, I know. In Fort Lee, not like actually know them, but there are two guys that uh, I see every now and then, like driving their uh, Lambos, and they're fairly older dudes. I'm like, okay, like, you know, they probably worked hard for it. At least that's like the story that I like cook up in my head. But um, reality is often disappointing. Yeah. <laughs> His mom died and took out the life insurance money and just paid for a little bit of Lambo fusing that. You have a Lambo badge. What did it cost you? Everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think that's like how all these trust fund kids like probably sound. Everything. Everything. 
at Daddy's Money, I got the latest Tate podcast, or whatever, I don't know. It's like, I'm top tier in the Hustlers, Hustlers University. You ever just hear a man and you just instantly know the size of his cock by, you know, just his fucking demeanor, <laughs> like or, his voice? Or, you know, it's either the size of his cock or how well he fucks. Like, you kind of can gauge, you know? Like, you can, you can kind of gauge that. It's like, this is the kind of mm. guy that, like, you know, he don't even go down on a girl. He just, like, he just flops on her and then, like, calls it a day after he takes, like, yeah, like, takes 10 milliseconds to come. Not even seconds. I don't even give him that much. It's like, he just goes, like, uh. <laughs> And then, like, the girl's just, like, you know, like, lying down there, like, well, fuck, like... <laughs> Like damn, like I'm just gonna lie down here now. Yeah, I'm sure I, that ride this, in this the, is uh, it's finished, it's done. I'm sure that ride in the Lambo was worth it, sweetheart. <laughs> Do you remember when DJ Khaled unironically said men should not go down on their women? Oh, because, did he really say that? Yeah, he did because I'm kings, still out of the loop with that shit. I did not know he said kings that. Kings don't do like kings don't service. There Kings was, get service. There was he a... He actually said that with his whole <laughs> chest. And there's a lot of chest there because he's fucking... He's fat. It's yeah, yeah. And like... It's not so mostly you know, chest. It's, it's mostly belly. There's a lot of like, you know, blood pressure to get through, you know, to like yeah, get yeah. to that chest. You know, for him to say something with his whole chest. You got to give him credit where credit is due for that. Yeah, whether it breaks his back too. <laughs> Unironically said, like, yo, fellas, is it gay to go down on your girl? <laughs> My God. Dennis, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you, especially with what we were talking about before when it came to, like, you know, my friend and shit. Yeah. I am so disappointed in men today. <laughs> I'm just so disappointed in men. Y'all keep saying you're kings, but you don't treat yourself like kings. And when you do, like, say you're treating yourself like kings, you're not actually treating yourself like kings. You're saying dumb shit like eating pussy is gay or, like, spending way too much money <laughs> that your daddy has on, like, fucking Bugatti stickers so you could pretend that you drive a fucking Bugatti <laughs> instead of actually fucking, like, saving up for a Bugatti among shit or retweeting girls under your timeline that will never, ever, ever know you exist. Much like a Mario Kart roulette reel once you get the item box in Mario Kart, like, <laughs> that is not how women select their mates. It's oh. not a fucking random roulette reel, when my you friend. Did the, when Bella you did Porch the... ain't gonna fucking see that shit. When you did the roulette uh, sound effect, I was gonna be like... You got self-loathing. Stop your cart. That'd be sick, though, if you could get Bugatti badges in Mario Kart. Like, in-game, like, aesthetics and stuff. That'd be cool. Oh, but, dude, that then that game would be so, like, just fucking... Like, dudes would just have so much red tape around it, because, like... Even games like Gran Turismo, where, like, they have, like, a lot of the brands, like, actually put their designs, like, yeah, in the game. Yeah, like, actually about the cars. Yeah, 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 exactly. That's why. Like, it's... It would be fucking amazing seeing, like, Wario or Luigi in, like, a pimped-out purple Lambo. <laughs> it honestly would be fucking hype if they ever brought, like, real-life designs uh, to 8. But it's, like... It would be hype. It would be hype. Like, fucking, uh... <laughs> Wah, 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 wah. It's the motherfucking Waluigi. That would be great. I'd I, I pay for that DLC. Well, we're halfway there. Because, you know, they got Mercedes and Mario Kart. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, they got that's a couple not Mercedes. Halfway, though. That's like a spit take. It's like not even a full, like, you know, yeah, not but a the, full effort. Yeah, but the top G just walks around <laughs> parking lots, you know, walking around spitting on every Mercedes they he can find. They don't even huh? have JDM cars in the game. 
They got Mercedes firsts for some reason. <laughs> that was an interesting deal. Like, I, I, you know, like Mercedes was just kind of like talking to their lawyers and stuff. It's like, all right, what do we got on the docket today? You know, the CEO that came in, all CEO like, it's like, he's also German, so he's like, oh, guten Tag. Uh, what is on the uh, the, the uh, je- uh, schedule for today? And he's like, uh, apparently Nintendo's asking for um, other car brands to kind of like, you know, put in their designs uh, to, for their new DLC. He's like, we are doing it. You, uh, lawyer number 10, go go call Nintendo right now. Boss, let's go. Los, los, please, come on. And then, like, they call up uh, Miyamoto, whoever, and it's just like, it's like, hello? It's like, what the fuck do you want? Who is this? <laughs> uh, Mr. Miyamoto, uh, we are Mercedes-Benz. And we would like to uh, put our car in your next DLC for the Mario Kart game. And he's like... No, really, who the fuck are you? <laughs> I don't know who? who? Our <laughs> countries are not our friends anymore. <laughs> you failed us. We are also busy with suing this fucker for everything he has. His name is Bowser. Do you understand? Do you understand how busy we are? Oh my god. Really sad, that whole shit that is going on. But I am scared of Nintendo's lawyers. <laughs> yeah, like Nintendo's gonna I sue them. I do not them. want to deal with them. Nintendo's gonna sue them because, like, Nintendo conveniently forgot that they were the ones that okayed this car being in their fucking game. And they're like, what the fuck is that? And then they sue Mercedes, and it's like, no, no, no. You said we could do it right here. Like, they put the fine print and shit. Like, they would actually conveniently forget. And they're like, oh. As the judge come over, it's like, just, just dismiss the case. Just dismiss it. Just, just do it. <laughs> like, are, you, are, you, are, you, are you sure? Are you sure? This is good money. Listen to me. What the fuck do I pay you for? Huh? <laughs> dismiss the case. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> We're not dealing with these people, man. Uh-uh. But yeah, Mercedes. That was a terrible fucking like the uh, fucking story, but like our little uh, ad lib. But yeah. yeah, like I don't know. It's like it's so odd. Like of all fucking companies to throw their car in there, and like Nintendo actually saying like, yeah, let's put it in there before even like Japan's like national JDMs. Like uh, what? I understand. Yeah, it, it was really. It was like a free DLC too. I think. Yeah, there was uh the Mercedes Benz. There was the fucking um. Yeah, there, they added like three fucking like Mercedes. Cars. They added a fucking a GLA, <laughs> a W25 Silver Arrow, which is like those old-fashioned looking, like you know, um, go kart race cars, like yeah. ones that kind of look like like chrome penises. <laughs> and the 300 SL Roadster, which kind of looks like one of them old-fashioned pimp mobiles. If that which makes any sense. Kind of hype though. Kinda yeah. Hype. No. I would love to just race Mario Kart in a pimp mobile. It's, it's, like, it's, it's just funny, you know? Like, GLA, Silver Arrow, Roadster, and they even got the GLA tires. Which, look, honestly, I have to say it, Mario Kart tires, virtually all of them, look pretty fucking awful. <laughs> they always look terrible on the car. Oh, I'm well, you sorry. Don't, you, you, don't like, you don't like the button tires? I don't like the skinny-ass fucking blue That they got from, ones. like, the Build-A-Bear workshop? <laughs> This look Lego Meg like Lego Mario Kart. Look, like, you know how like when back in the day when we played with Legos, we built our custom carts and shit. Yeah. And it always would be like these mismatched blocks that we always fucking use. Mm-hmm. That's what Mario Karts look like with these shitty fucking wheels. <laughs> <laughs> like they look fucking terrible. Holy shit! You gotta admit though, the fact that you could put like you know fucking wooden tires on like a goddamn roadster. <laughs> the fact that there's a video game that we can do that in. 
pretty hype. It is. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Fine. Pretty fair, hype. Fair. Yeah, like, imagine like, just going to like to the shop, like picking up your fucking Bugatti, and like <laughs> they just tires. and they just slap on like these fucking wooden tires, and they look like shit, but they run like a mother. The, you drive this car around, it gets you all the ladies, because let's be real, men don't love cars, women love cars. And even though it's fucking made of wood, <laughs> very they true, don't very care. true. Very true. They'll, they'll walk into those cars and say, like, are these tires the only wood you own? Zaddy. <laughs> Zaddy. <laughs> but whatever they say now. What does Zaddy mean, by the way? I, it's I, just I, another I, way of saying daddy. I know like, it is, but like the, like the Urban Dictionary, what's the meaning? Because listen, I'm going to be real with you. I, I, I'm going to look it up. Don't look it up. Just Urban Dictionary, Zaddy. Is an attractive man who is... It's the same fucking thing! Look, at, look Zaddy up on Urban Dictionary I right did! Now. It's the That's same what... thing. It's an attractive man who is also stylish, charming, and self-confident. It's the same fucking thing. Uh, yeah, I don't know where it comes from. I don't know why I'm going. I'm so going off. I thought I was depressed like fucking 10 minutes ago. <laughs> that, that's why I think that's why we're going off fuck? right now. You, you and I are both a little heated right now, and I think we need to take we, advantage we, of that moment. We, uh, we, we bounced back, bro. Uh, the double D strikes back. The double D's always strike back. And they're always going to be striking at a, a convenient networking event near you with these motherfucking business cards, baby! Editunas, I hope you put it up there. Woo! Actually, it looks, looks good, right? No, it looks... No. Bro, I... <laughs> I was in bed when you showed me this. And, like, I went to sleep before I could respond because I just passed out. But I was like... Like, in my, like, half, half asleep days, I was like, Hey, yo, that's pretty cool! <laughs> <laughs> I figured that was what was going on. Listen, I had to have, like, some new business cards made recently, and, um, because I'm going to some networking events because I am, in fact, an unemployed fuck. And, uh, browsing through, uh, job listings that, um, in recruiters put right in the garbage, which kind of makes you question why they put a goddamn job listing yeah, on the internet I've been, I've in the been first in that place. I've been in that same, uh, yeah. uh, kind of area myself. And going out. It is uh, not good. Meeting people now, and I realized, fuck, I have no business cards. Like, the thing said, bring your business cards. And I was like, uh, sure thing. Oh, fuck. <laughs> and so I just had these made, and so I threw my podcast on the back of it, because I am a podcast producer, editor, and host myself, trying Do to get it. into that line of work. And uh, these came out really good. I'm actually really, oh, really yeah. happy with how they For came out. Sure. Remind me to, um, I know it's weird, because, like, I just has my face on it, like, mm. on the other side, too. But remind me to give some to you. Like oh yeah, bro! Travels. I'm gonna actually put one up as like almost framed. I'm gonna yeah, put it I right have here. like um, I have 500 of these, <laughs> and I need to give them away. <laughs> they were cheap. I got them like 25 bucks. Oh shit, damn! Like for, like for 500, I could have gotten a thousand for mm. only like 13 dollars more. But I'm like, what the fuck am I gonna do with a thousand? Especially were... considering the fact that afterwards, and only after I purchased these business cards, did I remember. Oh shit. I was planning on changing my Twitter handle soon. <laughs> Guess I can't be doing that now. <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine the confusion? They like try to look you up on Twitter, it's like, who the fuck is this? Like they thought like, you know, where is, you know, at Nintunis like on Twitter? And they like call you up, it's like, hey, we're trying to get a hold of your Twitter, but it's just like, we can't find it. And like, automatically you're just kind of like, as soon as you say, like, oh, yeah, sorry, I changed my Twitter handle, like, at the last minute, because, like, I just, you know, I'm kind of going through, like, a transformative phase right now, and I kind of want to change my handle. It's like, yeah. oh, then, sorry, we can't do business with you. It's just, like, imagine. <laughs> I don't think those would be the kind of people I want to do business with. If you judge a man by not the size of his girth, the, 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 the strength and size of his heart, and the content of his character, 
Rather, you judge him by the the funny number that is next to the follower word on fucking Twitter.com. You're not the kind of person I want to do business with regardless. Half the reason I love voiceover so much, we don't judge people based off of that. They don't give a fuck how many fucking followers you have. They give a fuck how how your tape sounds or how they look or anything like that. Granted, yeah, occasionally, like, it just means you're more well-known, which is true. We're like, you know, people fucking, you know, can't hire you if they don't know who you are, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> it is what it is, yeah. The point is, I'm, I am a businessman now. You're I a business business card, so it means I'm official businessman. Nothing's more top G than having fucking business cards, bro. <laughs> I mean right, see that. now? I mean that semi- Ironically. Okay, see now. <laughs> see now, because you said that. David, you know, if you just shaved your head, you could cosplay as Andrew Tate. Now, because you said that, I want to take all these business cards that I made outside and burn them. He's going to get, he's going to go ritual. find a metal barrel, throw them all in there, dump some gasoline, so I can set them on fire. I never, ever want to do business with someone who unironically believes in top G's. I, I don't... What if, what if he just... What if he memes on them same as us? That That's not someone who... That's someone no, no, who, I know, but that's why. Like, it's just, you know, if he's just kind of like someone who ironically like believes in top G's. That, not unironically. That's yeah, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah, fuck if yeah. it was on the flip side, it's just like, you know, it's like, <laughs> he just those fucks the, around those, same as you. Those are the people I want to do business with the most because then I don't have to pretend to be something I'm not or, like, be, like, uptight and poised or whatever knowing I could just fucking meme with this guy. Whew. That's, yeah. That's the kind of boss you want. That's the kind of boss. That's literally what I'm going to be at this fucking networking event I'm going to. I have to walk and be like, hey, boss, uh, can I have a job, please? <laughs> can I have a career, please? <laughs> boss. Boss, please, I have a... <laughs> I have unemployment, boss. <laughs> <laughs> well then so did you and I have any topics prepared for today as we end our segment here on uh, top uh, G's and uh, business cards huh uh, I kind of at least just wanted to talk about uh, my experience at Louisiana and please do uh, just like my time there and like uh, were okay, you born um, on the bayou I, no we did not go to the bayou uh, we, uh, we we just didn't have time. We like uh, we were there for a friend's wedding, and uh, for the first couple of days we were in New Orleans, and then after that we kind of went out into the countryside. And uh, first thing that uh, I wanted as soon as I fucking landed was fucking jambalaya. I didn't. I didn't nothing else mattered. Like mm. I want that delicious, probably twenty five hundred calorie plate of rice. I want it in me so bad. <laughs> and um, so for I'm any of you, baby. yeah, and for any of you who don't know what jambalaya is, it's literally like rice mixed with their like Cajun sauce slash seasoning with uh, chicken, sausage, and sometimes even shrimp. It's just like think of like a paella on steroids almost because it's just like got all this shit in it. But you would know that as a man who had to take steroids because of paella. <laughs> Of course, of course. I'm on that PED. I'm all, you know, I'm all, I'm all red meat, as you know. <laughs> as I'm sure uh, your asshole was that day. <laughs> so, but when we got there, we got off the plane. And we got to uh, this hostel that we were staying at. It's like kind of like in the middle of um, the uh, middle of the city. With like Bourbon Street, like a couple blocks down from there. So, it was kind of like a lot of 
people who were there with us, like in our in our hostel room, it was like us and like every now and then it ranged from like four other guys, two other guys, three other guys, like all like men and women. And um, so the first day I was just like, uh, well, I was with my girlfriend and I told her like, I want jambalaya. I don't care where. Well, I kind of do, but like I, I, I want like a, I want a good place if we could find it within walking distance. And uh, we uh, let me also say this: the first thing that I noticed about New Orleans was like, bro, I thought New York was like dirty, like the the streets, like the um, like the sidewalks and everything. There was this one patch of the sidewalk from where the hostel was, like right outside of it, that was just always had water. <laughs> It was always wet for some reason. It wasn't even like it was a puddle. It was straight up just like this splashed water, like on this one area. All the time, it was just there the whole time we were there. It never was cleaned up. Or at the very least, like it just didn't dry up. I don't know. Sidewalk like, just retained water? I guess, yeah. Like Katrina just never recovered from Katrina. Like a, like, <laughs> I like, like I like a joke. pregnant woman or like a fat person who's lying to themselves about why they're fat? <laughs> yeah, they're just wet all the time. Yeah, that just retaining water, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The sidewalk was just permanently wet, huh? And, uh, so we went to this one place. I'm not gonna recount, like, everything, because we had, like, just overall, we had so much fucking food. And I'll say this much about, like, the South and something that they do better than, uh, us over here. They're very generous with their fucking serving sizes. Very fucking generous. And... For the most part, like, you know, we kind of paid, like, in terms of, like, if I'm comparing prices for a lot of the shit that we ate, like, a lot of seafood stuff, um, uh, coffees and beignets, jambalaya, gumbo, um, like, just lots of, like, Louisiana-type shit, which is fucking delicious, really. Fuck me, man. Like, I have not been, I did not eat that good. I hadn't ate that good since, like, fucking forever, man. Every meal that I had, I felt like I could pass out, like, right then. <laughs> but, amazing. like, thankfully, we did a lot of walking when we were over there. So, you know, we did kind of burn it off and all that. But it's just like, bro, like, I need to walk, like, 10,000 miles to burn all this shit off. Like, it was just that fucking dense. So good, though. It was delicious. I had gator. For the first time. And I almost didn't believe it when they told it to me. Because you know how it came out? It looked like fucking chicken bites. Like it looked looked like the little popcorn chicken that you got like way back when. It looked like that. But the guy said like, oh no, it's gator. And it just straight up tasted like popcorn chicken. But I was like, eh, like, you know, it tasted pretty good. Like I can't complain. Like it was chewier than chicken somehow. It wasn't as dry. Which kind of was like. If I could buy gator meat from my fucking supermarket, I probably would, because it tasted great. And um, we, uh, by the last day, um, this is now when we were out in the countryside. And let me tell you something about driving down there. You almost forget how fast everyone's going. <laughs> like, the roads are so open. Like, it's not how you imagine, like, I-80 or at 95 to be, where it's like, when it's busy, it's busy, right? I went a lot of times when it was busy, driving around, nobody, like, it was just no traffic whatsoever, every fucking time. I just sped down, like, their, uh, 310, which is their highway, I just sped down it, like, as if, like, oh, I just lived there, because the rental car that we had had, uh, uh, Louisiana plates, so at the very least, it's like, okay, maybe 
I don't drive like a Taurus, if nothing else. But like, you know, <laughs> but like one thing that they had over down there, which I loved that I feel as if should be enforced here is that on the uh, on the highway, right? They had this sign like every so miles. It was always the sign that said like left lane is for passing. It is the law. So if you're not passing on the left lane, get the fuck off it and go to the right, essentially, like and go stick to the right lane. And a lot of times, like I was kind of just sticking to the right lane because like the last thing I wanted was like, you know, to get into the mindset of like, okay, uh, everyone else is speeding. Let me speed like because like everyone just passed each other like all the time down there. And I was on the right for the most part. I was just kind of (laughs) like, I was very much like driving like an old man. I was like, yeah, like just just driving like on three ten, like no one mind me. <laughs> and they I was riding like a Jersey. Yeah, the if, rental uh... was a <laughs> the rental was a Kia Forte. But bro, the Jersey in me wanted to speed so fucking bad. <laughs> like, it was just screaming in me. It's like go gun it, bro. And there was a few times where I did because like the roads were also like even outside of the highways. Like when you go to nearby like the towns, and a lot of the towns are like very like sparsely populated. Like, the towns that we were kind of going through outside of New Orleans was, like, very just, like, empty. Like, they had stores. They had, like, you know, buildings out there, right? But, like, it was very much, like, just almost nobody out. Like, no one's really walking. Like, it's not really that kind of place, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, for our last day, we went to a plantation. Funny enough... And the wedding also was at a plantation. Yeah. And uh, the whole time when we were down there, my girlfriend, like, at the place that we went to for uh, our friend's wedding, she asked the staff, like, straight up, without even, like, any hesitation, she straight up asked them, yo, guys, be real with me. Is this place haunted? Am I going to be taking anything back with me, like, after I leave here? And they, and they all said, like, kind of almost just flat out, Nah, it's not haunted. Like, it was almost like as if they were disappointed too. It's like, yo, it'd be hype if it was haunted. <laughs> because like, th- there are like um, some places that literally on the travel guide, they would say like certain of these places that they would list on there are haunted. Like certain plantations, like they're known to have like, you know, ghosts and stuff. But like, yeah, we, there was nobody, like nobody was, you know, just being like, ooh, like in the plantation that we were at. No, nothing. And uh I was also, like, I kind of want to also go into, like, how, at least in New Orleans, like, there is, like, this belief in the supernatural. Like, they believe that shit outside of our, like, corporeal world, like, does exist around the city. Like, you know, voodoo and all that. And, like, they unironically believe it. And, like, I didn't want to shit on it because it's just kind of, like, I personally don't believe in that shit. That's just it. That's just, you know, how I am. But, like, they, like, the way that the belief that like they have for this kind of stuff was like almost like it was so alien to me for at least a second like and i didn't like it didn't repel me to the place or anything it was just kind of like you know and the way i framed it was this because like people have been coming to new orleans since like 17 whatever the fuck and the french were the ones that basically saw this shitty swampland and said let's put people here (laughs) and you know, so then they started to kind of like... Sounds like a pretty like, French thing to do. Yeah, like started to hoodwink all these like fucking people to go like, hey, by the way, if you go and colonize the land down there, we'll give you money. We'll give you a fuck ton of money. And that was the way like how they got a lot of these people. And and as the years went by, right? 
like the New Orleans, like, you know, at one point, like people called it like the new Paris of the Mississippi. That was like kind of what it was kind of was going for. And for a time, it kind of was like everyone who like went there did, was impressed by like the diversity of the entire city and even the surrounding areas. But then like as the years went by and even going into our modern day, Katrina happened and it like, you know, just completely, at least the spot that we went to in uh, Bourbon Street got fucked by the hurricane. Like there was a whole chunk of the area that like was basically just gone. And like initially a lot of the people who got out of there thought like, okay, like we're not going to come back here because like this place is just fucked. Like it's just flooded. Like we, we can't set up a business here or like even before the hurricane came, a lot of people just straight up packed their shit and left anyways before it even came. But like, and even like going before that, like, sorry, I'm kind of like going around a lot here, but it's like at least even before all of that, right? Going back to the 1700s, the mortality rate, apparently we heard from a lot of like the tour guides that we went with, the, t- the mortality rate down there was like, you, li- you are lucky to live up to the age of 40 because of like how many mosquitoes, like uh, malaria, cholera, all like the diseases that you could possibly think of will just like, you know, which- That is the thing I would hate the most. Yeah, yeah, which around that there. time, like if you got any of those, you're fucked. It's just basically a death sentence or it's like a dice roll at that point like yellow fever that was another one yeah yellow fever as well like if you got any of those like you just like (laughs) it's like a fit 60 70 80 percent chance that you just ain't living like just flat out that was god's initial attempt and katrina was just like the nail in the coffin it's like (laughs) i feel like yeah i feel like katrina was his attempt at just wiping new orleans off the map you know just because of mardi gras and all those girls gone wild videos (laughs) Just like, get it the fuck out of here like he was clearly trying to wipe it off the face of the planet every the, fucking year without fail but people just kept coming or at the very least the city just continued to grow you know wet like, t-shirt which- contests are just way too powerful licking fucking sugar like and making girls like human bin- beignets and just licking it off their titties and shit <laughs> the like around there when Mardi Gras too. goes down beignets were delicious fucking god I felt like fat ass I felt like it's like damn no wonder these people are so fucking fat down here well, you're shirtless in front of me right now, so you still look pretty good. Don't, don't, don't. <laughs> but can I also just say, though, like, when we were down there, right, the yeah. tour guides were even saying, and a lot of the people that we were talking to, they even straight up said two things, primarily. Do not come here when it is Mardi Gras. <laughs> just do not come. Just do mm. not. And the second one was avoid this place like the plague during the summer. Do not come <laughs> during the summer. Because mind you, when we went, technically, not really summer yet, but I still consider like post Memorial Day basically summer. Anything after Memorial Day is like, hey, yeah, it's summer. It's just yeah. summer. But like when yeah, we were down there, right? They were even saying like, you know, because they knew we were tourists, right? Like, so therefore we just got to ask like tourist questions. But like they all straight up said like, do not come here <laughs> when it's Mardi Gras, or at least like do uh, do not even try to like get a place in New Orleans and even just go around Bourbon Street around that time because it's like. Because they they called the time that we went, you know, uh, by last week, around their dead season. Like, nothing's really going on. Like, thing. it's just like, Mardi Gras has passed now. Everything's calmed down. It's like, it's just chill right now. It's like, yeah, we get tourists every now and then. But it's just like, it's nowhere near, like, the fucking uh, crazy, like, almost claustrophobia you're going to get if you went down there when it's, like, busy season for them. Which is Mardi Gras. And then also, I guess, suppose the summer. But, and I've only read about how brutal the summers can be down there. 
and like I am not a summer person flat out and the the temps that uh we had down there at least uh yeah when we were down there was actually like pretty good like it was nice like it was not like I wasn't sweating my ass off or anything like the southern heat the UV was pretty fucking brutal but at the very least it's like I, I didn't complain like it was fine and you know occasionally like when we were at the hostel and we were just kind of passed out the uh there was always like this like one like every now and then like crazy person like outside of the place because <laughs> our windows was open we'd always hear like some fight or altercation fucking cops like going around like it was just like like wow this city like is just like got its own like life to it really yeah and you know if anyone's ever been to new orleans i'm pretty sure like anyone could else anyone else could vouch for it and you know we uh i have to say it's definitely arguably one of the more interesting cities that i've been to at least around the states because i'd even go on to say that it was way more interesting and even more diverse culturally Compared to like, let's say Los Angeles or San Diego or San Fran. Or I, I mean, hey, like that place was diverse, like from the beginning. Well, yeah, <laughs> like when it like shouldn't have been diverse, or like yeah. you know, just based on the times and how like much more prevalent racism and Jim Crow was and shit. Mm. But you know, it's this the city of jazz. You know, it's where fucking mm. it's fucking Louis Armstrong came in and went. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> did his thing, and yeah, obviously yeah. he was um. He was of the African American persuasion, mm-hmm. and he's one of the goats, like the like the actual goats, not like the kind yeah. of goats where like like all the other boys just like call their other boys goats, like oh goat shit, goat behavior. Yeah, yeah. Like no, he was an actual greatest of all time. Yeah. Like that easy. Even don't know too much about how he was kind of perceived by like let's say like the white populace, but it's like as the years went on, it's like just his status has just been solidified. Like There's- everyone knows who the fuck he is. Like, There's, like, contention among historians, to my knowledge, that he actually didn't invent scat singing. Oh, there's, some, there's some historians okay. that actually, like, say that he didn't, but, like, it's still debated today, to my knowledge. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. I mean, debate for that kind of stuff. Like, you know, it's like, he was the first of this, or she was the first of that. Like, there's yeah. always gonna be contention. I feel like it's stuff, the same kind of debate as to, like, who invented a meme. You know what I mean? Like, no one knows. Uh, it's the yeah. internet. It just kind of <laughs> happened. And now it's it belongs to the internet, and it's ours now, basically. It's like everybody's creative space. And yeah. so, maybe scat singing could be one of those things, but even though it's not a meme, and the internet did not exist yet, so I'm not sure how it quite could be. But Another uh, example whatever. of that. Another yeah. example of that was, like, my brother asked, like, who the fuck invented hash browns? And then I looked it up, and apparently it was, like, it didn't say who first invented it, but apparently it showed up in like a southern cookbook that was made by a woman. So it was like around 1895 that some guy or woman just decided like, oh, these potatoes, let me shred them up like fucking paper <laughs> through a shredder and uh, fry yeah. them up and boom, hash browns. This is the first known mention by American food author Maria Parloa. Who between 1843 and 1909. Yeah, so that exactly, 1895 yeah. estimate sounds pretty accurate. Mm. But it's like, you know, I didn't think it would take them that long to just fucking find another, uh, you know, way to cook a potato. It's like, like oh. everybody down there is just like an instant, like 24-7 hash browns mentality. <laughs> you know, like they just don't know what day of the week it is. Just fucking hash browns. You know, whatever, man. Because if like you cannot get yourself a rooftop, just don't fucking go. <laughs> I am six foot five and claustrophobic as shit. 
Yeah, so I, even if I can see over the crowds or whatever, mm -hmm. and, like, I just feel something on my jock, like, down below that I can't even fucking tell what it is because there's just <laughs> too many bodies on me all at once. And behind me, you just got, like, women flashing their titties everywhere. <laughs> and I can't even look because I can't even fucking turn around because I can't move because there's too many people on yeah. me. It's now just imagine just you going there in Mardi Gras. It's going to be ten times worse. It's speaking, ten times worse. Speaking of teasing uh, from women, <laughs> did you see the House Excuse of the me. Rising Sun? I don't think so. Uh, yeah, my parents didn't either. Which, by the way, my parents were down there the same time Dennis was <laughs> for a wedding. <laughs> I think at a plantation. I mean, who, where else are you going to have a wedding in fucking Louisiana? You know? This is like the way the this is the way the place is. Well, they got a lot of choices. They got a lot of choices down there. They got a lot of choices down there, but it's just like, oh, you want like an authentic Louisiana wedding? We gotta do it at a plantation. <laughs> well, there will be a murder. Well, there I was a murder. <laughs> I do declare. <laughs> I do declare you man and wife. I don't like your husband because he's blah. <laughs> and you can't. And I know kidding, you can't. I'm kidding, I'm and kidding. I know you can't say anything about it because because you're gonna get canceled. <laughs> Not even canceled. You're in the south. I know. Where's, the, where's the support? <laughs> if anything, they're gonna be like, "Yeah, he is black, America." <laughs> no, but funny enough, like when we were down there, everyone was just sweet. Like, everyone was just very kind. Like, they actually, like, tried to, like, you know, uh, have a conversation with you. Some people, like, even complimented uh, some of our, me and my girlfriend's clothes because, like, we um, went to Cafe Du Monde. And I got myself a shirt there. And every time we went to, not even every time, but, like, anytime anyone ever complimented our shirt, it was not me. It was my girlfriend's. <laughs> He's like, oh, like, I like your shirt. And I'm just kind of like, I'm wearing it, too. <laughs> What about me? <laughs> no, like, not actually. But, like, you know, it was just, uh, like, a lot of the folks over there, like, they love to talk. They love to, like, strike conversation. Cause, that's like, the thing for that southern hospitality. It's very that, true. They're just nicer down there. It's crazy. That and also, like, time for them is way more slower than it is for us up here. Because, at the very least, I think it's very much, like, the way I kind of viewed it was, like, very much a cultural kind of difference. Because, like, let's say you compare how the city is in New York and the lifestyle there compared to New Orleans. I felt that difference. Like, nobody was like, like, you know, just, oh, I gotta get to my place. Like, you know, just like, you know how people walk in New York, like the, the New York walk. The, two, the, the two speeds. Yeah. Move, move fast. Or get the or fuck, get out, the of the fuck way. out of the way. Yeah, yep. basically, that's, that's New York. And for New Orleans, they would, like, also the streets were wide enough that like, I didn't have to fucking worry about bumping into somebody. But like, Ah, nobody, oui, la, la route, la route. <laughs> but nobody like was you know like I was like half expecting someone to be like ah chink or something like I, I don't know that the worst of it it's like I just immediately thought someone's gonna throw something racist at me but like everyone there just like is nice at the very least it's like they are so like just almost southernly nice if that makes sense like you would never find that in New York like, or at least in a lot of places that, like, uh, you know, like, where we're at in, like, the tri in the tri-state. Like, no one's, not, like, not, nobody, nobody's like that down there. And, like, mm. you know, the, um, the, the people that we uh, talked to, at least, um, at the restaurants, there was this one diner we went to before we left and went to the airport. 
And there was this really sweet lady that, like, a lot of them moved from other places. From, like, Cincinnati, Seattle, uh, California. Like, bunch of places. And they all, like, came down here. And I'm like, what for vacation? You <laughs> like, for vacation or do they them. live there? They live there. They all just moved to Louisiana. Oh, no. The one lady that we talked to at the diner, the one uh, waitress... She uh, lives there. She moved there from uh, Cincinnati down here. Hmm. And the other two guys we talked to, one our Uber driver and... Well, not our Uber driver, but like one... Um, oh, no, yeah, I guess he was our Uber driver. There's like a lot of people we met. One our Uber driver and then another guy we met at like what they called their PJ's Coffee, which is like their coffee spot like down south. It's pretty fucking good, actually, like the, the stuff they got there. Hmm. And both of them, they, yeah, like we like... They're like, yeah, I like road trip down here from like California or Washington of all fucking places. Literally like three to four day drives just down south down there. Washington State. Yeah. Oh, that is clear across the country. What yeah, is exactly. Wrong with you? That's right. My it's like we're from one hemisphere yo, to the other. My and the guy just like hurts just listening to that dude. The guy just makes that drive like it's like, eh, like, eh. <laughs> whatever. There's always that one motherfucker who's just like, eh. When it comes to, like, the longest drive yeah. in the world. I just like, enjoy why, it. Like, why are you not a trucker? Oh, yeah, you'd think, right? But, like, yeah. the guy was doing, um, he uh, said he did Uber uh, on the side. So, like, he does Uber where wherever, I guess. Like, he just passes through. He just passes through, he says. He just, like, drives. And, uh, the, um, the guy who we rented our car from and his, uh, little, it was, like, a family little owned business. And, uh, he was, like, just the sweetest dude ever. Like, he was just so nice. Uh, from the beginning of our trip to the end and like even accommodated us like even lowered our rate because like we were only going to borrow the car for like one day uh, one night essentially and he even drove us all the way from where we dropped off the car to the airport which like bro like you didn't have to do that like and i even argue people in new york would say get fucked after you get drop off the car like oh you need to go to the airport Get an Uber, pussy! Like, that's what they was trying to say. And I bet he did that for no extra charge. Yeah. He just, tip, he just tips his hat at you. Like, he didn't Go charge back. me nothing! Like, anything! And You're a strange, interesting little nomad, but I like you. I, I'll even say this. Like, I, like, because I remember I always said I initially thought, like, I'm gonna just get, like, one racist fucking comment, like, thrown at me. So I yeah. thought something. I just thought the worst, right? Because it's the South, you know? It's about as South as you, South as you can get. Before Florida. But, you know, everyone was just like, yeah, like, this overly nice. There was one exchange that I had that kind of, like, was... I don't know if I liked it because it was just, like, kind of invading my personal space a bit. We were at a gift shop right outside the plantation that we were at. And, you uh, you know, I was, like, talking to one of the um, the, uh, the cashiers because, like, I just needed to... Um... Oh, no, my girlfriend was paying for something, so I was with her. And then uh, the guy... Uh, guy behind me, you know, he wanted to like kind of just ask a question, right? So he thought I was still online with my girlfriend, like I had something else to pay, right? But I was like, no, 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 but buddy, you're fine. Like then go ahead. Like it was a bit older guy. I didn't say buddy, but like that's the way I always just think in my head. Like yeah, buddy, go ahead, it's fine. But then he's like, uh, I was like, oh no, no sure, uh, sir, go ahead. It's like uh, I'm not paying for anything. He's like, oh okay. And he like, he like tenderly, not like tenderly, but like he like almost fatherly, like you know, said like. Oh, thanks. Thanks, son. And like he like grabbed my shoulder and then, he, and then I walked away and then he just went to do his business at the cashier. And like for like for a two days, I was just like, 
how do I like I didn't know how to feel about that because it's like at one well one it's like you know like come on man like you know like I don't know you like that like you can't just touch my shoulder like that but at the same time it was just kind of like I mean I'm also like not that bothered by it because it was just kind of like did it feel did it feel racist I don't think so at the very least like I'm not like I thought that too but I was just like but you know, like, it was just like, oh, I'm just letting you go to the front of the line. And then I just walked away. Uh-huh. So I was like, oh, like, is that just like a thing they do there? Like, they just kind of, you know, like a bit touchy, I guess. Like, not like, you know, like, eh, but just like, at the very least, like, they're like, touch your shoulder. More open to like, it because they're just like kinder, I guess. Yeah, so, that's like, what I mean. Like, you know, because if I did that, shock. if I did that to someone in New York, anywhere they'd be like get the fuck off <laughs> like immediately yeah, it might just be a bit of a culture shock kind of thing i mean you go to australia and i'm not even lying cunt is a term of endearment there yeah like unironically you say you that here it's, it's just not. like oh like why'd you call it's me over. a cunt trumps everything no matter if like a woman is even like or a person even is cunt. acting is acting like that mm. it doesn't matter you call them that trumps everything in this fucking culture but down there it's different so i guess in louisiana i mean it's like a little bit of a, like a different culture shock when it comes to that because um when I um when I took Jar to go see Randy Feltface, the woman behind me kind of touched my ass. <laughs> what do you mean by kind of? What's the? How well, did it go down? Well, I needed to move out of the way, right? Because yeah, we needed yeah. to move out of the way because of the line, or we needed to keep the line moving or something. So the lady just wanted to sort of push me over. Yeah. yeah. But she didn't tap my side, or my shoulder, <laughs> she or like, anything. She, like she grabbed, grabbed no, cheek. No, no, she dipped her finger in my pants pocket. Huh? <laughs> Oh, I don't like that. And just kind of scoot it over to the to the right. Yeah. She like just went like this to your pocket. Something like that. That is ah. Yeah, I've been I've been sexually harassed plenty. It's fine. You know? <laughs> I'm I'm a man, so it doesn't matter. No, so. no. <laughs> but on the real though, like you were kind. Of, it made you feel just like I'm confused as to how to feel about this. No, right? there have been there have been times where I've been like actually like unironically sexually harassed by men where I was like deeply uncomfortable. I can't even count the amount of times that happened to me when I was working at the American Dream. Oh. I'm serious. Like I'm I'm actually completely serious. Like I like and I still like even I still like even remember that to be honest. So, yep, it happens to dudes too. Just yeah, of just course. saying, not as much probably, but, but it still it, happens. Yeah, like it's just. I mean, context is important, I guess. So it's like, you know, okay, he didn't mean nothing by it, but it's just kind of like, you know, I I never had that happen anywhere. Like, when I was living up, when I'm living up here, like, fucking never. So it was like, like, oh, it's like, like, if I, like, if I did that to another guy down, like, down there, like, would, would it not be weird? Like, that's how I thought about it. Because it's like, I know I would get shit if I tried to do that, like, up here. Like, for sure. But... I guess it's just like, hey, like, it's just fine down there. I don't know. Just a little tap on the shoulder. That's different mm. culture. So, we, you want to That was Louisiana, off? everybody. <laughs> Dennis goes to Louisiana, his little adventure for five days. Love the chicken Popeyes. There's actually a lot of Popeyes down there. I bet they hate that. I'm... I guess, but it's like, it did originate down there. I don't know, man. It's like going to a Papa John's in NYC. Same shit, you know? <laughs> uh, same shit, you know what I mean? It's like, you're gonna eat that fucking cardboard up here when you can have, like, New York pizza. I would say $2 slices, but now it's $3 slices because of so, inflation. It was 
founded in Louisiana, but the headquarters is not even down there. It's in Florida. <laughs> wow. Which I, which you know, you know. You're telling me a lot of shit that's pissing me off right now. So if, <laughs> if we could, from you know that, and then the sexual harassment, and then every other thing that we were talking about before we started recording today, can we end today on a positive note? Yes. The Super Mario Brothers movie beat Frozen. Yeah! It surpassed Frozen. Let me see. Let me, let me let me see that. Let me see the, the numbers. Let me Super see the Mario big numbers. Brothers movie is now the second highest grossing animated film of all time. Let's go! Worldwide, right? I believe so. Now, would you like me to bring it back down? Wait, 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 so, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Frozen 1, right? Yeah, it beat Frozen 2 a while ago. It beat Frozen 1 recently. Fucking hey. Woo! Yeah. Now, would you like to, uh, would you like me to bring this back down? To, so we can be angry again, back down to sadder levels and get hot yeah. again. Okay. <laughs> you want to know what the number one highest grossing animated film of all time is? Still above the Mario movie? What? The fucking Lion King remake. Oh! Yeah. Uh. <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it made me feel. Give me indigestion. Disney uh, still doesn't have to wait to be king again. But <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. They probably see that, right? And you just tell each other, like, we don't have to try. Like, we don't have to try. Little we don't Mermaid, have to try anymore. Little Mermaid made $38 million in its opening weekend. Which, um, okay, you know, if it did well in the box office, it's like, that's its own thing to praise, you know? But it's like, as it's as it's, as a movie, like, obviously, like, you know, we don't really give a fuck about it. But it's like, that's the thing. Like, that's how they look at it. <laughs> they look at a movie and they say... Damn, this beauty needs to be doing some numbers right now. Yeah. And like, they didn't even cook it that long in the kitchen anyways. It was just kind of like, oh, like, let's just take all the beats and whatever, the themes, like, from Lion King, and just slap it on to the CGI nightmare fuel. It there shouldn't you go. even count. It's a live-action movie, technically. It shouldn't count as the highest-grossing animated film. Yeah. And it's basically not animation. I mean, have you seen their fucking faces? It, they don't change. Like, no, the yeah, expressions are just not even... The, it's yeah. so wooden. Oh, that's what I should have talked about. Uh, actually, you know what? I didn't want to talk about that because this is something I actually do legitimately want to make a video essay on, but I guess I could bring this up while we're talking about Disney. Yeah, yeah, do it, I, do it. I watched Toy Story 4 recently. Oh. For the first time. <laughs> All right, yeah, you did. Yeah, I remember you mentioned time. it to me before. I never, I never saw it. How did it make you feel? How did it make me feel? Where did it touch you? <laughs> on, on this chart, where did it touch you? <laughs> How oh, did it make you feel? <laughs> oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> God damn it. Where on this chart did it touch you? The movie did not touch me in the dick. Or it the did heart. Not, it did not touch me in the booty. The movie, it love tapped my heart on the way to my brain. Mm -hmm. If that makes any sense. So I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. So it's a solid two. <laughs> no, not that bad. <laughs> Three. I'm gonna... Uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm gonna keep it a buck with you. Mm. Not as bad as everyone says. And here's why. No, but... No, it's also boring. Here, it, is, it pales to the last three. No, it's the worst one. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely, I am not gonna sit here and say, like... 
Oh, it's okay, but it wasn't game. bad though, right? No, it wasn't okay. at all. Go ahead, go it ahead. wasn't at all. And you want to know the best way I can describe Toy Story 4? And I'm probably getting this out of the way because I'm going to say the same thing in like that video that I wanted to make. Yes. Tor the only way that Toy Story 4 can possibly be described. <laughs> the movie is a soulful cash grab. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a soulful cash grab. Yeah, Most cash yeah. grabs are soulless. Yeah. You know, like yeah. your Men in Black 2s of the world. Your oh, rush Men in Black 4. Your Rush three, Hour whatever. 4. Your Rush yeah. Hour 4s and shit. Yeah, yeah. The soulless cash grabs. Toy Story 4, however, had some soul. was a soulful cash grab. The best way that I can possibly describe Toy Story 4, it is the absolute greatest fucking movie that has ever ruined a franchise. <laughs> It's the best movie that's ever ruined a franchise. That's the best way I can describe Ooh. it. It's sheer existence. Yeah, it kind of shits on the trilogy. I will yeah. give you that. It's existence kind of shits on it because the movie did not have to be made. No. Especially, and I, I will fucking spoil it, I guess. If you it, haven't watched it by now, that's on like you. Toy Story 3. The ending of Toy Story 3 is one of the most chef's kiss endings. Like pretty much ever. It's fucking perfect. It's actually perfect. So Toy Story 4, the fact that that movie is around, it's it's mere existence. It can't possibly not be a cash grab. Yeah, it's yeah. a fourth movie, but it's whatever. But here's the thing, though. The movie itself was still pretty good. Yeah, it's fine. And the fine. reason I say that is because the movie, and I'll get to this in a bit, how it actually kind of spoke to me. The movie legitimately ties up the only loose end the franchise had. The only loose end the franchise would bow. Yeah. Because they literally just kind of did a fuck you to the audience. Oh, yeah. And to Woody at the beginning of Toy Story 3, where they're talking about, like, oh, we got some more tours going away. And uh, they're talking about, like, oh, we, we always say goodbye. What did he, I don't even remember what the dialogue was. He's saying, mm -hmm. like, something about, like, saying goodbye to old toys. And then just some one of them in the crowd just goes, like, and Bo. Like, just brings it up, like, and, oh, and Bo's gone, too, just, you know, in case you yeah, fucking yeah. forgot. Which, obviously, he didn't. You live with him. He knows that he fucking lost the love of his life. Yeah. Like, that day. Why did you have to say it for the audience? Which is kind of a shitty part of the movie when you think about it. Because mm -hmm. that line only exists to be like, oh, Bo's gone. And like, so the audience knows. Yeah. But they still got away with it good because it was still, like, a realistic or believable line, I guess. But they literally just put that in the movie as, like, a fuck you to Woody. Basically, just like... <laughs> Yeah, Bo's gone. Like, you know, whatever. Get over it. <laughs> like, get over it. Because it doesn't come up again <laughs> later in the movie. She has nothing to do with the plot. It's just like, oh, Bo's gone. And she was never the most major character anyway. Like, she was created as Woody's love interest. Then Toy Story 4, where she has, like, an astronomically bigger role. It's mm -hmm. different. If there's any good thing I will say about Toy Story 4, in case you were wondering about that, which I guess most of us weren't, it reveals what the fuck happened to Bo. Like, that's, like, yeah. what happened to her after she was taken away, how she was taken away, and stuff like that. And the thing I love about it, as somebody who's done something for so long that he's lost his passion for, kind of ties him down in a bad way, and even kind of wants to distance himself from, like, some people from that scene or whatever, the ending was really relatable to me, Dennis. Mm -hmm. That's what it really stuck out to me. Because Bonnie just doesn't give a fuck about Woody no more. <laughs> you know, he's just in the closet, but he's so stuck in his old ways of like, I need to make a toy happy. Like I was made to help a child. 
Yeah. You know, that even though it doesn't make him happy anymore and he's not fulfilling that purpose there, he's just tied to it because change from what change from something you've done for so long to the point where it becomes part of your identity is scary. I mean, I really parts of me sometimes feel like I should have stopped casting Smash tournaments forever ago, but I still do it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I actually my favorite part of the movie and not like her dur like I'm because I'm happy because it's over. Was literally the ending. I actually love the ending of Toy like, Story 4. The ending by itself, like, it was, like, was good. Yeah, because, like, here's the thing. The movie really did not need to exist. Fair arguments yeah. that it shits on the legacy of the original trilogy, but at the same time, it was really sweet on its own. Ties up the only loose end the franchise ever had. And yeah, you could say it taint, taints the end of what was a borderline perfect trilogy. Makes me wonder what the fuck I'm gonna do with 5. But, like, <laughs> again, just for me, it was relatable. As somebody who's done something for so long, again, to the point where it becomes part of your identity, who struggles to move on from it, even though it is well past time to <laughs> do so, like as it was for Woody, it is yeah. well past time for him to move on. Sometimes something you were deeply passionate about either isn't going to fulfill you the same way it once did, or it's just ran its course. Mm -hmm. And if you ignore your inner voice telling you to move on, you'll live the rest of your life stuck and feeling lost in that safety. That quote-unquote safety. Yeah. It was just Woody's time. And, mm -hmm. like, and it's relatable like to anybody who is like going through a big shift in their life or feels like it's time to move on to the next phase of your life. That's why the ending was perfect. Frankly, I actually would have hated the movie had he just gone back to Bonnie after all yeah. that. And be like, okay, what was the fucking point of that whole fucking exactly, adventure yeah. then? What was the point of all that? Like, oh, he saw Bo again. Bye. <laughs> he just goes, bye. <laughs> See you later. No, he got to reunite with the love of his life, which was already insanely sweet enough on yeah. its own. And this kid don't give a fuck about me anyway. That's what I'm like... saying. Like, Andy was the turning point for him. He served <laughs> his purpose in that part of his life. Because sometimes you can finally fulfill that part of your life. You got your dream job. You made the show. You did whatever the hell you wanted to <laughs> do that you've aspired to do since you're a kid. And now it's over. Now what? You're still alive, bitch. And you're a fucking toy, so you're immortal. <laughs> well, you know, before the plastic just, like, fucking gets eaten away. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they can die, but, like, they don't age. That's that's, that's how the it... thing, like, you know, the only time we ever hear about them, like, truly dying is, like, when they go to the landfill. Yeah. Like, it's like, that's, like, your hell. That's your purgatory. Or that's your death, essentially. Like, that's mm -hmm. where you go to die. And, like... I remember watching four a while back and like, I thought at the very least it was like, cause I, at least for me, it's like the way I kind of viewed even like a lot of the later Disney stuff, um, talking like Toy Story four, even like, you know, a lot of these other kind of sequels, even Incredibles two, as you mentioned before, like when we were talking like, uh, last night, mm -hmm. like, fuck, that was a topic. I could have said that at the beginning. Like, yeah. Like, so we could have talked about more, but oh, whatever, you know? Yeah. But like, you know, going back to it, it's just kind of like, you know, for a lot of those movies, like, when I was watching them, like, this is more so going to be a commentary about, like, how I think, at least, like, I'm going to kind of quote you again, where, it's, I, where you said it was, like, a soulful cash grab. Yeah. Because, as you said, Toy Story 4 did not have to be made, period. At least, storytelling-wise, it did not have to be made. Like, nope. yes, sure, we had, like, the, um... The one plot, uh, Loose End, which was uh, Bo. But really, the way it just concluded three, how it concluded was just like, 
as you said, chef's kiss. Like, yeah. how much of a better ending can you fucking get from that? Yeah. And going now to The Incredibles 2, just briefly. Like, I mean, the movie did end on a cliffhanger, I guess, because it was about, like, the Underminer. We are all the Underminer. I dig underneath you. I don't know what he said, but, like, he's like, I am underwear years to sleep. of living underneath the metropolis, or, like, just living underneath yeah, the people a, or something. Yeah, just shitty monologuing. Yeah. You know, and we you know how Incredibles feels about fucking monologuing, but, um... Even that movie, and people may even argue, like, well, you know, the whole first movie was about uh, Robert, Mr. Incredible, and the second movie should be, you know, about Elastigirl, should be about Actually, I loved that they made Elastigirl the protagonist in the second I did one. Too. I actually really enjoyed that. I did, too. And, like, I, you know... For several I, reasons. <laughs> it's for some great assets. <laughs> but... <laughs> But overall, at least, like, the movie and how I kind of, like, I'm trying to think, like, I didn't hate it, but that's the thing, like, I didn't, like, is it, maybe it's just because I am older now, because, like, I watched Toy Stories 1 and 2 and even 3, and I, like, still think, like, I feel like a kid again. Like, you know, I just go back to that little point in my life, and even Incredibles 1, too, like, I mean, even with the great meme potential that, like, that whole movie had from the very beginning to end, I didn't think, like, shit, like, um, remember when, like, Syndrome, like, has his hands out like this because he's just emphasizing how much of a dense motherfucker you are? Yeah. Like, I didn't think that would ever, like, kind of, like, live on, but, like, the movie's been immortalized now, the first one, Incredibles, yeah. and it is arguably, I'd even go as to say, like, probably one of the greatest portrayals of, um, superheroes period like that is up and is up there with the boys because it also it kind of explores like you know again like i'm not gonna go too in depth with this but it's like it goes and explores like kind of how like you know we're supposed to live with these superheroes and even like the law that gets passed in the first movie where it's like they gotta hang up their capes and just kind of like live among us like as normal people it had that pixar charm where it's just exactly like a what if. it was so subtle but it was so fucking whip smart with its like messaging like yeah, it like- was meant for kids but it's like as an adult if you watched it you were kind of like oh shit like you know it like it was actually intriguing like the yeah. message that it was kind of get across and even just like kind of putting yourself in like how you know, like, at least for Robert's case, like, you know, he was this great fucking hero. He's <laughs> just a dead, not a deadbeat, but it's like, he's just like a dead, he's in a, down yeah. man in a cubicle. And like, he's trying to help people in his own way by like selling life insurance and stuff like that. But, but it's like, it, that don't hit the same. It don't hit the same. And like, you know, it's like that one scene that we always like uh, kind of know from Spongebob where it's like the guy's just going through his day to day. And then it ends with... It's like um, the third time you've brought up that particular scene from Spongebob. Because it's so relatable. Like, I that's know, how I we know. all like feel. It's, it's like the, the, the wife's just like, come in the bed, dear. Yes, dear. Like, <laughs> it's, you hear the defeat in the guy's voice. And even for Robert's case, too. And, like, I... I'm not saying that at least Helen's whole, like, kind of... um Like, her story had to be told, too, of course. And, you know, obviously, like, it was... It was her movie because Robert was just a bumbling idiot throughout the entirety of the second movie. He was just kind of like, has no idea what to do being yeah. like a single parent and well, all that. Well, the writers didn't even necessarily know what to do with him, which Which seems like which, the weakest part of the movie. Which is interesting because Incredibles 2 made way more money than the first one. It's like the only sequel that actually just made bank for some fucking reason. It's actually one of Disney's like highest. 
You know why, though. All right. Come well, on. All right. Come all right. We've all, all seen right. the drawings. Well, the first one, at le- yes, we have. The first <laughs> one, though, like, at least, like, had that old Disney charm where it's like a yeah, big yeah. what if. You know, like, they used to ask what if. Monsters, Inc.? Like that, like the scary monster in your closet that your kid is afraid of. Somebody in the writers room was like, "It's just the nine to five work." What if that? Yeah. What if that was just a yo? That's just homie clocking into work. (laughs) He's just trying to make bread for the family. Like obviously there was yeah, there there was Toy Story. What if your toys came to life when you were gone? Yeah, that was like their first what if and their biggest what if. Just you know, it just played with the imagination in a way. The Incredibles. Like oh, sorry. No, no, yeah, no, and, and it was just even saying like just to finish off there. It's like. You know, it really, like, at least that era, like, with Pixar, at least, like, even Bugs Life, which I didn't really particularly like, obviously. Bugs Life is mid. Yeah, but uh, it's just it, kind of like, you know, the sort of, like, dynamic One of their they rare had. early misses, I have to say. Yeah, one of their like, rare early misses was a Bugs Life. It wasn't even, like, really a miss. It was like, you thought it was a home run, but then someone caught the ball. <laughs> so you were out. <laughs> it's not even, like, Like, it's just in the thing. air the whole yeah, time. it's like, you thought, like, like the, the ball was going to go flying. flying. So, but the, the guy caught it. Like it did well enough and stuff, but it's like, hey, like it's not, it's not up there. And the Incredibles, what if the Incredibles, what if too? Like, what if superheroes just get fucking sued? What if someone didn't want to be saved? Oh, that was wild when the guy like said, like, it's like you didn't save me, you you know disabled me from the waist down because like he like Like, he saved him from the jump and then he just gets like crippled. And he sues him for, like, damages. Like, he wanted to kill himself. Why didn't he let him kill himself? And, like, they threw the bullshit of politics in the most, one of the most unique ways I've ever Mm -hmm. seen in a movie. Which is why I do think it's on par with the boys. As of, like, Mm. one of the most unique ways to tell a superhero story ever. And The Incredibles 2 was not that. It was just like, hey, we made a sequel. Cash grab. By the way, Helen's ass is huge. You like that too? (laughs) So I don't even think Incredibles 2 was as soulful of a cash grab. That movie felt a little more soulless. To me, I can't even lie to you. Mm. But oh, Toy Story yeah, Four, yeah. on the other hand, had yeah, it soul. tells it, it had some soul and it told a story that, like, I get. Like, again, they didn't need to tell Bo's story, but just for the people who might have been curious about it, who like took a sad spot about it, they found the one little tiny spot where, like, oh fuck, we can make a sequel out of this. Yeah. Fuck, let's do. It. John's yes. just kind of like, no. <laughs> John but at the end of the day, uh... it's, they still found a way to tell an actual, relatable, not completely cliched story of just like needing to move on with your life after... Because it could have gone that direction. Yeah, after you fulfilled your purpose. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he was able to reunite with his lost love like in doing that as well. He just now live his life in in peace and just in happiness. And people kind of talk... They kind of sometimes talk shit on that a lot of times when it comes to storytelling because it's kind of like... A lot of times I've seen a lot of stories where like the hero just kind of like doesn't want... Like if he's like a fighter, he doesn't want to fight no more. He just wants to hang up the gloves or hang up the sword and just kind of like go off into the sunset, if, if that makes sense. Like, he just yeah. doesn't want to fight no more. But everyone always wants to see the guy that kicked ass kicked ass. And for even Thanos, too, like, you know, we even see him, like, just kind of hang up the glove or, like, kind of just, you know, snap the glove out of existence. He just, after he finished his job, he wasn't going to, like, rule the world or whatever. He just said... I'm just gonna go off to my farming planet and then just chill out forever. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Like, I'm just yeah. done. And it, proven, you can make a cash grab and still make it a good movie. No, true, but you it's can. like, but that's Which, why there's levels to it, though. Yeah, because that's what leads me to think. Because you want to know what movie I actually think is probably going to be bad with the way that Toy Story Four ended? Which one? Toy Story Five. 
Oh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, that you know that's already confirmed, right? Oh, no, yeah, I know that. Yeah, that's already confirmed, like, like a fifth Toy Story, but, like, now I don't know what the fuck that movie is gonna be about. Yeah, like, is it gonna be now Buzz's movie? Like, he's gonna be like... No, they already did that! Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, who else is left to kind of, like, you know, tell the story through? Because... Fours was Woody's movie in a, in a way. Yeah, like and like a, like a prequel with Jesse that would be completely unnecessary. Like because her backstory was already fulfilled with what it needed to be in Toy yeah. Story too. Like that's completely unnecessary. Bo, on the other hand, we didn't know what the fuck happened. Yeah, to her. exactly. Like, like we're just like, oh, Bo's gone. Toy Story three never mentions it again. <laughs> I guess if movie. I was in the writing room and someone said like, oh, we got to tell Bo's story, I'd be like, I, I wouldn't disagree with them, but it's just like. Okay, I guess. Yeah. Like, can we make it at least good? Like, please. Yeah. If anything, I think I'm going to be way more impressed if they somehow manage to make Toy Story 5 good. Because, like, knowing how Toy Story 4 and 3 ended, I'm just like, how? Who's left? What are you going to tell? One of the, like, half of your, like, duo is gone. (laughs) He's gone. (laughs) He's not going to be a part of this. Like, like, who's going to sidekick off a buzz? Yeah, there's, like, nothing else you could do to, like, torment Woody. Or, like, make his, like... (laughs) life harder to make a thing like what are you gonna kill off Bo in the next one be like oh hey now she's dead (laughs) so go back to the carnival (laughs) yeah so then it's like what the fuck was the point of Toy Story 4 you know what I mean like I I really don't know what the hell they're gonna do with a fifth movie like that's the movie I feel like is genuinely gonna be bad (sighs) but who knows everybody thought Toy Story 4 was gonna be ass and that movie was very divisive because a lot of people did hate it and there's people who loved it and I happen to be in like the, the sect who loved it so I mean you know like I guess we'll just reserve our judgment because you know like, it's not the first time me and David have jumped to conclusions and just kind of was, like, proven oh, wrong. So, I you know. filled out the form. At the very least, I, I, I we'll reserve judgment for Toy Story 5. I don't know if he's even going to be made, considering that writer's strike is going on. So, like, I don't even know if it's going to be made on time. Well, isn't, that for, but, isn't that for TV? Is, is it writer, just for TV? The, I thought it was the, also for movies, Is the Writers right? Guild both TV and movie? I don't know. That's why I wanted to have Jessica back on the show again. Like, to answer that fucking question for me. Scream. Yeah. Is it Either the screen, way. Screenwriters Guild Association? Yeah, the the WGA. Isn't it the SG, SGA? Mm, the SGA? Yeah. Are you thinking of SAG? Like S, uh, SAG? Because <laughs> SAG after? I, keep, I kept thinking back to Team America with the Film Actors Guild. <laughs> It's so childish. It's so childish, but I the, find it, I still find it so funny. We're wrapping funny. up anyway. Don't yeah, don't yeah. worry. Don't worry. Writers about Guild it. of America. WGA, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um it's the I think it's the one is it both the East and West? There's two chapters of them. I I don't know. I don't do enough research into the into the game. I should know more about it, but I don't. The twenty twenty three. You have any interest in seeing Elemental or no? Nah? I'm actually gonna go watch it with my girlfriend. Because okay. she wants to go watch it and I actually said nope to Little Mermaid because she was she was gonna go see it with her sister. I was like, not my cup of tea, but I'll go with you to see Elemental. Yep, and I love the big brown shield that Disney set up for themselves. <laughs> Fucking assholes. Yo, can I also Honestly. just say it is so mean what they're doing to the girl who played Ariel. I like I don't care for her per se, but like people have been putting up pictures of her eyes farther apart. It is so mean. I'm like, why? <laughs> she didn't do why? anything. Why would they do like, that? Like, she actually looks like a fish, which, <laughs> which is terrible to say, but like... I mean, she didn't look like a fish in the animated movie. Like, so why would you... 
I don't. That's the oh, thing. It's wait, like, didn't people do the same thing? Like, isn't there a meme of Ariel from the original movie? Yeah, she got like her, her eyes like fucked up. Okay, everything. maybe that. Maybe that's why they did it. Because yeah, otherwise, it's like, otherwise, I'm not gonna lie. That feels racist. And that's what I mean. It just seems mean. Like she yeah. didn't even do nothing. She just was in. She just. That's what got I'm saying. This that's what I'm saying. Big brown shield. Yeah. Like when the diversity isn't for actual authentic reasons, and you just be like, oh, you don't like this movie? That's just a rehash of the movie that we made before. Racist. Like, fuck that noise. We're done. I- I'm, yeah. out of this, I'm out of this fucking podcast now. <laughs> so I'll see y'all next week. Uh, we actually have some guests lined up this time. Ooh. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you about them after uh, after we're hit- we're done hitting the button. Sounds so yeah, um, catch me at an event with business cards for DDE. Uh, here, you can actually see what's on that business card right now. There it is on screen for you. Uh, follow us at Double D Pod on Twitter. Double D Experience 21 on Instagram. The Double D Experience 21 on Instagram. My mistake. Follow, uh, leave us reviews, like us wherever you get your podcasts and listen to us there. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all that shit. And right here at youtube.com slash Natunas where you can like, comment, and subscribe. Really appreciate it, you guys. Um, hope you enjoyed listening to, uh, Dennis Down in the Bayou's, uh, opinions <laughs> I didn't on even go story. down there. The, the Bayou. <laughs> and also, the Bugatti Bunge. Sticker. <laughs> uh, badge. Emblem, whatever. <laughs> whatever, whatever, that, whatever they were called in Paper Mario uh, badges. Oh yeah, the badges. Yeah, yeah. BP, yeah, the Bugatti badge after beating yeah. the pit of one thousand trials. <laughs> what you Yo, guys didn't know about that? The the hidden those. pit of one thousand trials in Paper Mario: The Thousand Year Door, where On you get the, the Bugatti real? badge. On the real, more than half of those badges were fucking useless. <laughs> Honestly, they were so useless. Maybe that's why they got rid of them. <laughs> I miss Paper Mario. When are you going to make a remake of that, Nintendo? I'll buy that. The same time that uh, Pixar finally goes in and realizes it's time to remaster Toy Story 1. <laughs> because it I, is. I really think they should, actually. That, oh my god, yeah. I think they should. Nice. I'd, pay to, I'd pay to see it. I really would. Toy Story 1, you said? 1, yes. Has it aged two, that bad? Two, yes. Ah. <laughs> uh, I gotta watch it again, then. <laughs> Dude, Toy Story 4, you look at that movie, and then you look at 1, and it's like, fuck. Doesn't even look like the same company made it. You know? Like, how in the hell did this same company... I mean, it was like 1999! 95. 95, even! Yeah. I mean, but hey... Give, the movie was give, a marvel for its no, time. Exactly, yeah. Give credit where credit's due. It's yeah, like, yeah. holy shit, for 95? We thought PS2 graphics was like fucking NASA out here. <laughs> That's true, the fucking... Oh my god, the fucking, like, N64 wasn't even out yet. Yeah. And then they made this... Oh, that's crazy. Actually. It just pushed the boundaries. I think yeah. they set the benchmark after that. It's just and like, they, this is what they, you can do. It did. It literally, yeah. didn't it, like, Toy Story 1 literally create the, create the Oscar award for best animated feature? I think okay, it did. I'm going to look this up, and then we're going to end it here. Um, right. Did Toy Story make the Academy Award for best animated film? Yeah. Like, did it create the category? Uh, okay, I'm just reading this little blurb from uh, Wikipedia. Instead, the Academy occasionally bestowed special Oscars for exceptional productions, usually for Walt Disney Pictures, such as for Snow White and the Seven Dwarves in 1938, and the Special Achievement Academy Award for the live-action-slash-animated hybrid Who Framed Roger Rabbit, 1989, and Toy Story in 96. So... It was first awarded, believe it or not, to Shrek. 
So Shrek was the one that essentially made that category. So Shrek created the category, but Toy Story did win. They did laid the groundwork. Create its own like not and non-annual award yeah. for the movie that they just wanted to give. Like, hey, this was a technical marvel. We got to give a nod to that. Yeah, real quick. I think it took the three of them: uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Snow White, and then plus Toy Story to kind of like kind of have them go. You know what? Maybe animated films can be like you know Oscar or like you know Academy Award worthy. So mm -hmm. I think it wasn't until they saw Shrek that they were like. Okay, no, well, fuck. We guys got to make our own category for this shit. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, because we ain't gonna stop making these bangers. Please don't yeah, see. I just wish they stop. I just wish they stop being so fucking soulless. Fucking Disney. Yep. Please go see Puss in Boots. The last wish, if you haven't. Give DreamWorks your money so we could get more Puss in Boots. <laughs> please. Yeah, we love y'all. Like more Puss in Boots. We like more Puss in Boots. Please. I want to see Death again. I want to see him speak his broken Brazilian Spanish. <laughs> Yo, if he's in Shrek Five, that'd be wild. That'd be wild. It's fucking like he shows up at Shrek. Like shows up in front of Shrek. Like I mean, I don't even know how the internet so interaction Shrek's just like, would go. Oh, down. hello there. <laughs> <laughs>